everyone has been in position to answer very controversial questions. Questions regarding sports. Questions like, who is the best football player? Who is the best basketballer? Who is the best tennis player? And lots more. Hello everyone. I am Grimaldi Banks, reaching out to you from Sport Zone. We will talk about different varieties of sports, latest talking points, controversies and lots more. I'll be your host for the show and I'll be having different guests to air their thoughts as regarding different sporting topics. Catch us on Sport Zone, where the discussions cannot be overlooked. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Sport Zone. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast Sport Zone. Uh, this is a sport, a, a, a podcast where we analyze sport activities that happen during the week and weekend. We give you reports, we give you reviews and views concerning topics that might seem controversial or general, as I would like to call it. Um, so, we meet today. I am your host, Grimaldi Banks. Sorry for not introducing myself beforehand. And um, with me today, I have uh, Navi and Akin from the Sport Zone. Navi and Akin, can you say hello to the fans, please? Hello, it's a pleasure joining um, the Sport Zone podcast. Um, it's nice to be here. Yeah, thank you, Navi. Hello, <clears throat> hello, everyone. It's nice to finally be on the Sport Zone spot podcast. Actually, thank you for having me. Yeah, um, we are supposed to have three guests actually, but one of us is stuck in traffic right now, and we hope he will make it here before the end of the of the uh, event for today. And that uh, that's going to be Horeb, aka Mr. Dami. Uh, so, without wasting any time, let me let, let me just interview my guests quickly. Uh, Navi, let's start with you. Uh, just reflect on the on this previous week, this previous football weekend. Tell me, what do you think? Like, what are the shockers you experienced, and what are the things you expected to happen that happened during the week? Well, uh, I was surprised. PSG lost in France. Um, I expected um, Brighton to get something out of the sports game um, due to the Kane factor and uh, I would say consistency of Tottenham Hotspur this season. And um, yeah, those, those were the two, uh, my two main highlights this weekend. So, yes. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Mr. Akin, how about you? Well, what are the shockers and uh, what were the expected outcomes that you witnessed this week? Um, I expected um, Liverpool to run rugged on, um, against West Ham and they did. I expected that totally. I expected Man City running through Sheffield too, but I was surprised at one nil. It was quite surprising. Then I was surprised at the football, at the football Tottenham played against Brighton. It was quite a shit show to see. Hmm. I'm sorry about the language, but man, I, I was so disappointed with the, with the performance generally. Yeah, Brighton's a good team, but I didn't expect that kind of performance from Tottenham. So yeah, I was surprised by that. Then definitely PSG losing was was one thing nobody saw coming. So, yeah. Um, well, that's that's uh, that's a lot to actually uh, analyze and take in now. 
and um so let me let me just uh welcome us to this week's episode uh this is going to be the first episode of the spot zone uh podcast and you guys are should i say you are blessed <laughs> or should i say you have the grace to open the ground for us how do you guys feel right now navi how do you feel being uh part of the cast on the on the very first episode how do you feel i feel very great you know it's a very big honor for me to be part of this um platform i have always wanted to like try something like this out because of uh my football knowledge trying to like um to to express myself to to enlighten the the audience and i am very very proud to be part of the first sports zone podcast wow that's that's really great and we are we are really honored to have you around uh, how about you akin how do you feel man it's like the premiere of the whole so it's always lovely to be on the first one and finally having an audience like express yourself wow, so that's great. You are very it's welcome. a wonderful feeling and, actually um, Mr. Adami nice. is not here yet and we haven't gotten word from him so I guess we'll just proceed and anywhere he meets us we'll gladly welcome him on board so uh, yes let's 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 get straight to business uh Guys, there was this particular game uh, this week that everybody looked forward to. I personally did. Uh, I was I was actually expecting a lot of goals and a dramatic outcome, but it ended new new. And that's the Arsenal versus Manchester United uh, fixture. Uh, because um, Arsenal had won the first leg at the Old Trafford, uh, I was actually expecting a retaliation from Manchester United this time around, but uh, it's ended in new. It ended new new. Uh, after both sides wasted a lot of chances in that game because uh, if you ask me I believe uh, that game was actually very open for both sides to win and somebody should have won it but uh, it ended nil-nil so uh, let's start with Navi what's your view concerning that game? Well um, I'll reflect on on the uh, according to the table um, which must have been a disappointing result for Manchester United Um, I mean after losing against Sheffield United and now um, City owe the advantage, like um, three points lead over, over them with a game in hand. Then um, we we saw two, but we also saw two very committed teams on the field that they who were ready to like give their all. But I, I think um, at some point I I, I could notice um, the two teams being like cautious. They are they they, they don't want to attack too much and leave the defense open i i think they were the the respect was too much for each other they um one of them could have actually gone ahead to risk it or to 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 show why they really needed this much win but at the end of the day the two teams played their part the game could have gone either way we saw alexandra lacazette eating the the goal post uh, which is um free kick. We saw Cavani having some some clear opportunities where he failed to convert and uh, by the end of the day it was a good result for the other team who's coming up um Arsenal uh who are unbeaten in six of their last um previous 
EPL games before the match and United also who are trying to 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 contend for the Premier League. It's a fair result for the two teams at the end of the day. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, that's a, a very, very uh, insightful word from uh, Navi there. Uh, without wasting any time, let's let's move over to Akin. Akin, what do you think? What's your view concerning that match? What did you expect and what did you get? Um, I, I'd say I expected another... Um, panic attack from Manchester United which happened we saw coming into the game um, the manager made five changes to the starting lineup from the game that started at Sheffield which I feel like was a which I feel like was a strong team but the the pattern of play was just a bit off Nearly the panic attack happened and it brought in different kind of players. Definitely, I would say good players with a, with a strategy and I'd, I'm not sure if I could say it's worked or not. But I think it's a trend we've seen over the season in so-called big six games. We've seen low-scoring games. Of, let's see. Let's see new, new draws all around. It has been a trend. It's not really surprising. Damn, it's keyboard. Because both teams needed Max to maintain their pressure. But then it just happened the way it happened. So I think it was a fair result actually from both sides because nobody wanted to go over the edge. So when you, when you come to a game being conscious, you have to just manage with a point. So yes, it for both teams, but Hello, can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Yes, yes, with you, sir. I think yes, I can hear you. Why not? All right, welcome, welcome. You, you came late, but you met us. Uh, please, can you can you move away from the noise, please? I'm trying to test. <laughs> Uh, Dami, sorry, that's the third man that was supposed to start the podcast with us, but due to some technical issues, they couldn't join us. Uh, the podcast, Dami, I talk to the fans. How do you feel being on this, on this platform? Um, it's, it's an exciting prospect to be able to talk about. Okay, okay. So, um, you actually met us. You met us and your input will be actually appreciated. Uh, we were talking about the Arsenal versus Manchester United fixture. Okay. And um, how the match ended nil-nil. Even though that was against everybody's uh, expectation, 
but it is what it is. So I uh, would like to hear your view. What do you think about that match? What went wrong? What could have gone wrong? What could have gone right? And why? Why do you think that match ended new new? Okay, I, I feel first of all, everybody knows that I hate Manchester United. From the bottom of my heart. And that match just went on to prove why. They are just annoying in games like that. The that was the fourth new new draw. They will play with the top six sides this season. That's a lot about them and their manager. I don't know. He, I would not want to call him the new Maria because he cannot pass the boss. But then their football is so boring at times and they're often too pragmatic. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. We're with you, sir. Yeah, I was expecting goals going into that game because even my friend Babs on the group was thinking to play too much. I was not expecting Arsenal to lose at all. I expected them to win, actually, because they have been in a very fine run of form and then United lost coming into that game. But then it's played out as a 0 0 draw. It was highly unexpected. But then I play Manchester United. They are too pragmatic in big games. Hmm. Okay, okay. So um, basically, let's just agree with uh, a general notion that both teams were not ready to actually push beyond their limits in that game to pull ah. forth a win. Exactly. Uh, I, I think As- Arsenal did their fair part because uh, Arsenal tried to get the win. But then. I blame Manchester United. So let's move on. All right, all right. Um, another game that was very interesting during this week. Uh, I think most interesting because of the uh, fantasy Premier League was the Liverpool and West Ham game, where uh, Mohamed Salah, who has uh, failed to register a goal for a while up until the Manchester United fixture at the FA Cup, came with full fire this time around and was able to register two goals. Uh, but uh, that's yeah. not even my. That's not even where I'm going. There was a particular uh, topic somebody raised concerning this, and he said um, the ratio of goals that uh, Liverpool have considered since Van Dijk left the defence line due to injury has actually been very low. So he asked the question that I would like to raise here now. He said, um, "Do you guys actually think uh, Van Dijk is as important as they say he is, or is the Liverpool team more of an attacking-minded team?" And that's why they've achieved what they've achieved. Uh, now, let's hear from you. What do you think? Okay. Um, let me let me just say this: with Van Dijk is a very great footballer. He's a good soccer player. We all know that. He's a good leader. Um, and Liverpool really miss him. They they miss the leadership. But I I don't want to say Van Dijk is a problem for Liverpool because they they are not scoring. If you look at it, we have the fixture congestion. And when we look at the Liverpool teams, they they don't usually rotate the attack on like the Manchester City attack. Look at Pep Guardiola this last weekend. He, he, he used a different starting lineup, um, a different front three, leaving Sterling and Mares behind on the bench, knowing knowing that there is a game during um, this coming midweek. So, uh, Liverpool, on the other hand, they, they have tried to actually put in the other players to, to like, um, 
fitting the setup for the Salah, Mane, and Firmino, but sometimes it doesn't just work out. And I think um, there's one player they really miss after um, maybe aside from Van Dijk, they miss um, Diego Jota before his injury he was doing very well. He he brought he brought in like different he brought in a different character to the team. Something Liverpool an extra edge edge um, Liverpool needed. And um, I don't just want to say without Van Dijk, they have been so bad going forward. It, it is not the Van Dijk effect. It is the team effect. And I think now they're getting back to themselves still without Van Dijk. So I don't really think Van Dijk is the problem for Liverpool right now. Hmm. That, was, that was very, that was actually very detailed. And I really appreciate that uh, comment Thank from you, you Navi. Um, what about you? What, what do you? what do you think about? You? Do you think Van uh, Dijk has been the main reason or the backbone behind the team, or do you think the Liverpool team overall is just good enough with or without him? What do you think? Um, I think Van Dijk is a very good quality to the Liverpool squad, but it is not a matter of with or without him. When it comes to a squad game, Liverpool are quite good at that rather than focusing on a particular player. That's why I think over the past like three weeks, there, was a, there, there were times whereby the rested Salah used Mane, then used Firmino in the next game, rested Mane and Salah. So it happens that way for Liverpool because there's a particular kind of way they play together. So I think Van Dijk brought a very good balance to their team. Definitely with more confidence because he's, yeah, he's a quality player on the ball too. But without him, yeah, he took a little back from them. But then, still, they are still the same players and they still do as usual what they do. Yeah, it looks like they are making use with a makeshift back for at the moment. But every single player in the squad still knows that there's a particular way they play. So they still play that way. So for me, it is not matter of with or without Van Dijk. It is just a matter of the squad mentality and their psychology behind their gameplay. They stick to it and they keep going with it. That's just what I feel. Basically, what I've been able to... Uh, I think you and uh, Navi actually agree on the same note. Yeah. Regard this, that it's more of a mentality thing. Yeah. yeah. So, Dami, uh, let's, let's have your take on this. What do you think? Um, I agree with them to a large extent. And I just feel what Van Dijk adds to the minus his own shift, that's his own defensive work, is that, that Ramos effect. Because if you look at Madrid, there's a way they play when Ramos is on the pitch. And there's a way they play when he's off it. They hardly lose with him on the pitch. They play better. Him generally, even if it's not doing anything, just that presence on the pitch gives them this kind of morale. I think Van Dijk has the same effect on Liverpool squad, and they missed that for a while, but then they are adjusting now. Okay, okay. Um, funny, funny thing about the whole Liverpool saga is that uh, I, I actually made uh, a, should I say, a prediction that Liverpool will bounce back against Tottenham. Which they did, and after that they will start running again for the for the top, mm-hmm. which is actually happening. So uh, uh, it's pretty good to see Liverpool 
actually speaking at the point here the EPL top four was looking kind of funny so uh, everything looks like returning back returning back to uh, common sense now as I would like to call it so uh, talking about shockers for the for the week uh, one shocker that I would actually like us to look at it was the uh, the Real Madrid the Real Madrid shocker they lost to Levante at home 2-1 and I think uh, I don't know if I would say that's because uh, Ramos is missing and Militao got a red card. Or I would just say Real Madrid itself is collapsing by the day, but they do not see. They do not see that. Uh, Navi, what do you have to say about this uh, Madrid situation? Well, about the Madrid situation, I am not actually surprised uh, with their current uh, or with, with Real Madrid um, results sometimes because um, they are not a very consistent team. I don't know what is going on inside the club i don't know what the owner are doing because i don't know why zidane is still the manager of madrid probably they're waiting for the end of the season so they can start afresh with a very very new project because um the the team they i don't they they, they seem like the old team they have nothing new to 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 to, to give us because um it's actually not a good team seeing Madrid losing. Even Ma- the Madrid with a red card can still grind out the results. I mean, no disrespect to Levante. And maybe the red card also had its own effect. But um, the management towards the team has been poor. I don't see a reason why a certain Odegaard will be let will, will be free to, to, to join Arsenal alone. When basically... After Lionel Messi and um, and um, probably Luis Suarez is one of the um, better players in um, in La Liga, and I don't see why some of their youth players, some of their good players, have been let go this season. Akimi, Brian Diaz, so many of them, and with the with the current squad, Zidane kind of respects the old old lads. He, 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 he has this respect for them that he finds it difficult to drop them even if they are not doing well. So I just I just want a, a change of, of the management. Hopefully, they will be a better team going forward if they can change the coach because this is not just a problem about... The, the team is also aging. They need to bring in new and fresh prospects who, 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 who can give... give um, or something to, to really watch because um the Venetians, no disrespect to them, the Venetians and, and co, I don't think they are they are ready to, to actually step up. So that's just my take. Hmm. That's that's actually really great. And um I think it's going to go in line with what I'm about to say a little bit here because um I think I raised it on the sports zone group uh, a while ago that uh, Real Madrid have a tradition of wanting to always fetch for stars. They like to buy stars instead of using their own home players who would actually play for the badge. Uh, the likes of uh, Danny Ceballos, uh, Martin Odegaard and Co. that will actually play for the badge because they've been there for a while and they understand what it means to uh, actually be privileged to be in such clubs rather than someone who's shipping with money. Uh, and uh, I feel he's met a lot of criticism then. But uh, now, Akin, let me throw this question to you. 
uh, do you think uh, the Madrid situation now is as a result of their bad tradition? Do you think there's anything they can do to change this around within this season? Or uh, do you think it's going to be like this for them to the end of the season? What do you think? I, I, I think it is going to be like that for them. Not just for this season, but for a while. Because recently, generally, well, you, you'd really see, you really find a team that could back a particular manager for over three years or over four years. Yeah, we could factor the Madrid issue with um, their manager, Zidane. Because, yes, definitely, he's, he's at the realms of the job. He's, he gets uh, the sticks and whatever comes with the job. But there's a particular reason why he resigned after winning the third Champions League. Then they had to get him back after they could, after getting like, I think, two different managers that couldn't do anything with the squad. So, generally, with Real Madrid, I think there's just this inconsistency about them that comes with. Um, the kind of football they want to play, or the kind of way they, they like to play. There's a particular when you when you watch Real Madrid, if you if you look at their results, you will not understand how they play. But when you watch Real Madrid play, you'll be like, they should, this team shouldn't lose to any anything in the world because their football is just so great to watch and nice because they let it all out. So that way they don't they don't get the particular kind of results they should get rating with their football. Um, naturally, they should definitely use lots of like good youngsters they have. They have a very good youth system and I don't know why they're not u- using it yet, but I think I'm just this is just this thing about quality. If you look at the aging players like Navis um, Navi said, we have the Cruz, Modric, Benzema, Ramos. Now, Marcelo has been integrated out of the team already. Now, we have Felan Mendy playing. Um, but if you look at those key players I just mentioned, you would see that whenever they are on the pitch, there's always a particular kind of quality you can't get. No disrespect to other midfielders they have, like the likes of Valverde, very good player, but you can't get the quality of a Luka Modric from a Valverde. You'll get the work rate, but you can't get the quality. So I think what they should be looking at right now is how to integrate them so well. Like, let's the training work for them and look further than just spending big every time, like you said. But as the Madrid team is, they would just like they like they like the window shopping. Like they like the big names every single time. They they, are, they love the Galacticos feeling when everybody everywhere is just star studded and they are just doing their thing as usual. So. I don't think it should be the manager. It's just the management of this, the whole club as a whole. So I don't until they can change the management of the club. I don't think the, the manager will have anything to do. Either he comes and takes wins particular trophy for a time, and he will just have to leave again. It will keep happening that way. Compass the whole the whole situation around them, uh, but there's still one question. Uh, Dami, are you with us? I'm here. Yeah, there's just one last question I would, I would like to ask concerning this. Uh, we've been talking about uh, Zidane, 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 and I saw uh, I saw a report today from uh, I think Mark 
someone that said um Zidane will no longer be their manager by next season. Uh, he, he claims he claims it's a confirmed news that after the season they'll be parting ways with Zidane, and we don't know how authentic this is because uh, that's the only outlet I've I've read such from. But uh, damn it, do you think uh, Madrid will they would do better to lay off Zidane, or do you think they should give him some time to actually make things change for the club? What do you think? What do I think? Yeah, um, personally, I'm, I'm a backup fan, as you all know. I would like Zidane to continue with rubbish. Like, they to be as bad as they can for a long run. But then, realistically, I don't think a change of managers is what they need right now. Because if you look at Madrid right now, they've been so used to having a charismatic forward that adjusting from that to having the whole team pull their own weight is what they call it. has been very hard for them. It's just like the problem Baka has when Messi does not play. When you have someone that does like three attackers work rate and then you just lose him overnight, coping with that is usually very hard. And then their recruitment has not been up to par in recent years. Players that they've recruited like Rodrigo and Michels in their quote-unquote Neymar project and have not really worked out for them. Because judging by those players' potentials, they should be falling more than they are right now. They've not been able to achieve anything with those transfers. I think if they could sign going to the market, like they've always done and buy players like Mbappé, maybe get them and Mbappé and one other crazy right winger, they would be ready to challenge for any trophy. Because their midfield, you guys said the players are aging, but Modric is still falling like a 27 year old. And that guy is the best. And then Cruz has always been Cruz, he's consistent. Has he has any bad games? Casimero is the king. Their defense is fairly stable. Because they have two top centre backs. They have a very good keeper. And they have men. He said Marcelo has been iced out of the squad. They have men who has come in to replace him. And he's looking like a fine player. So he just needs time to adjust. But I think with two top signings, it should be good going forward. And they should, I think they should keep Sidney. Because a new manager would have to have the chance instill his own ideas into the team. And that would take like a, a season or two. And then Madrid has not been winning trophies of it which they need to do to remain Madrid. I think in the last three years, their major trophy has been just La Liga. So they won't win Copa de Rio or anything. They're always going out early in Champions League. So I think they should just... Let's see what will come out of it. Hmm. Okay, so... You go with the team Zidane in. Uh, Zidane should remain, and they should allow him to complete this project to see how well he can yeah, yes. transform the team around. Mm, okay. Uh, I, I would really, I would like to see that happen too because uh, I believe uh, Zidane might actually know the way forward for the team, but he just needs backing from the board and the management. Yeah. He really does because he has been there before, yeah. and like he knows the tradition of the squad. Totally. If you notice, over time, over time this season, when it has looks like his job is on the line, the whole team plays for him. Like they win, they go on consistent wins easily when they hear that 
that their manager's job is on the line. So it just shows the way they want to play for him. But there's just this inner problem with them that they cannot yet adjust to very properly. Because I can't because they have some players that I don't understand why they got them in the first place. The likes of Mariano, Vinicius, no disrespect to them. Rodrigo okay. and some kind of players. I'm just like these boys are not up to what Madrid would want to use, even as a backup. So seeing them in the starting lineup every week, you I don't understand what's going on because the likes of Isco, Asensio have been injured for most part of this, this season. Definitely to be inconsistent for them. So there's just a whole thing about it, but not Zidane, definitely. Not Zidane. Okay, okay. Even when he's going to speak, Zidane doesn't know like Zidane over there. And he has been very clear about that. He does not like Isco. All right, all right. But I say he doesn't yeah, like yeah, yeah, he over there. He has the same problem. Well, Isco played his best season under Zinedine Zidane the first time he came. That was Isco's best season ever. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's going to be difficult for him uh, because uh, the rule of the number 10, especially in a team that needs to work with the number 10, is very important. Uh, take a look at Arsenal, for example, after the whole um, Mesut saga, and uh, they actually brought in Emil Smith Rowe, who has been performing mm-hmm. well enough, and it actually turned the team around. Probably, I believe Zidane might just need to calm down and make do with what he has for mm-hmm. now, and slowly integrate into whatever design he has. Yeah, in mind to actually make sure the team. Yeah, I think generally. Yes, please. I think back. generally people um football like we used to call it now modern day football, <laughs> which I don't really like is moving past is moving beyond the number 10 position generally if you look at a whole lot of things right now the natural um 10 players are not really getting much of football anymore because the a natural number 10 player who doesn't have any business covering up for the team coming back to mark the ball or cover space and stuff it does get when the team gets the ball it just does its thing upfield but now, generally, there's a work rate about the whole team, which he has to be involved in. So if you don't, if you can't do that, then you need you need to bring in a player that can actually cover that work rate. So that way, number ten is that gradually getting out of football. Then we are coming into the era of where we whereby use the number eight role efficiently. So there's a whole change up going on generally that is just so difficult for them to to work with at the moment. The evolution of football. Mm. I wonder. I wonder what football will look like in the next ten years. Uh, while we while, while we move on from that, uh, because of our time, let's let's take this let's take this last this last point. Uh, let's move not too far from Madrid. Uh, let's go to Catalonia. Let's talk about Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona shipped out uh, Luis Suarez uh, during the mm-hmm. summer, and uh, Suarez has gone on to become the highest goal scorer for Atletico Madrid and the league generally this season. He's having a fantastic season there, and uh, somehow <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how to. But personally, I feel like uh, Diego Costa actually left the club because of the pressure that we put on him. I'm not saying I know, but that's how I feel. But to the, the, the 
the topic, uh, the game, Barcelona versus uh, Bilbao. Where Messi scored that powerful free kick. I'm like, I watched that free kick again today and I was like, God, is this guy aging at all? And uh, we had uh, the magical Griezmann, the controversial Griezmann also to uh, seal the game for them. So, uh, Navi, what do you have to say concerning that match? What did you What did you see about that match? Do you think Barcelona, uh, the Barcelona team is back? Or do you think it's just a... Well, I think um, they are getting back to their best. Um, after the Bilbao defeat in the Copa del Rey, they've gone on to win about two or three matches. And... Um, they, they they have a very decent young age um players who who are who are learning from the from the old from the old um players also and um i think what we saw against bibao showed um us that messi is still one of the he's still the best or one of the one of the top two best players in the world because uh he also has a Cristiano Ronaldo to rival with there, so he, he showed us what he can do on his own day. And um, we saw in the first half, Baka where they, they they were the better team. Um, Atletico Bilbao tried to 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 play with um, physicality and um, intensity, but um, the Barcelona team didn't give them the chance. I think they 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 had. They they learned a lot from from the Copa del Rey exit, so um, it was a very very decent game for for Barcelona and they actually needed the win to mount on the pressure to uh, with Madrid losing also this weekend. It was a good result for them and when we we, we noticed something in the second half that um, Barker reacted they reacted well when they considered the goal from from Bilbao, unlike um what we saw in the Copa de Rey game. So I I just think they, they, they had to 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 learn from what they 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 lost during the Copa de Rey and they just they just did a very good um team winning the match and um grinding out the very very needed results knowing Madrid already lost during the weekend also. So that's just my take on the match. Hmm. Very, very insightful. Uh, I really thank you. I thank you for that analysis. As um it was pinpoint and very direct. Uh um Akin, what do you what do you see about that match? Uh Messi is chasing right behind uh, Suarez for the highest goal scorer of the weekend. Uh, it's a very, very funny competition because uh, a few months ago, these two players were on the same team, assisting each other to, uh, attain, uh, to attain more, but now they've become rivals. Uh, do you feel this competition is going to build, build a, a gap between their relationship as we know it to be good friends? Or do you think they will just see it as uh, a healthy competition and push on with it? What do you think? Um, I know I'll get a lot of stick for saying this, but... I think it was a wrong move letting Suarez leave. But I think they needed to balance their books. I'll take it as that. They needed to balance their wages, so they had to let him go. Because I think I had... In summer, I think they said they had to like let go of player before they could get any other player. So I want to believe that. But still, I, I still wouldn't sacrifice Suarez at this point for anybody right now. So I don't understand what happened. I don't think it will build. It would 
affects their relationship as you know it was an unfortunate situation but they will move past it as humans is i don't think there's any competition there they are two different kind of players and the respect is mutual as i see it so i don't think it will build up anything for them but for real madrid i think it is it is for barcelona it was such a nice win for them to have they went they went back to do their assignments properly it was evident on how the game turned out most of barcelona fans don't like griezmann but finally i think he scored and i was happy to say it that he scored because i as a footballer i like him a lot he has a lot of qualities that most forward players don't have in football you would hardly see forward players that want to cover for their squad and getting the the tackles and everything but he has it and i don't feel like barcelona in general are going through a particular phase now that is quite tough but they're handling it properly they're handling it very well because it's it won't be easy from moving from the kinds of set of players they had before to the ones they have now yes they had wonderful flair players before and they still do they still have very good quality squad right now but they are mostly young and you know how it is with young players the flair is always there they want to showcase at every point so the the culture is not in them yet but i think that gradually they'll get it but yes definitely it's still barcelona so anytime any day they will still get it in but yes it was a nice win for them i'm happy for it. i think they are second seven points behind atletico madrid let's see how that will turn out i think that's the more interesting thing to see how to go instead of the highest goal score how that that one is nothing but the points on how Barcelona will cover up or how it will turn out to be is going to be very interesting. I think we should watch out for it. Very, 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 very nice speech there. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, Dami, I'm going to take you through a very a very difficult <laughs> scheme now <laughs> because uh, this question I asked for you is going to be one of in between emotions and reality. <laughs> now, uh, Lionel Messi, that man. Uh, if if the if the season works yes. out well for Barcelona this year, uh, do you think he would actually decide to leave, or do you think he would stay? I think he's going to be very stupid to stay behind in Barcelona because he's what now? I think thirty-four. He doesn't have much of the playing. Uh, I mean, much playing time left, and then he needs to like win. A couple of more trophies to seal his legacy. I feel he will better do that in another team that's not in Spain because he obviously cannot play for Madrid. He has to leave Spain and he cannot remain in Baka because the project Baka is building now is like a long term project. So, us not winning yeah. any trophy this season or next season, I don't think anybody's going to have any problem with the coach because the average age of the squad is like 23, 24. The squad is quite young. Fielding, uh, I mean, young CBs every weekend. I, I think him staying does not make any sense at all. If he wants to win more for them, he's a backer man, born and bred. So he might want to do it for the love of it and then for his 555 million. Him <laughs> <laughs> staying does not make sense. You don't, you don't want to get sued, bro. 
You don't have to get sued. Okay, okay, yeah. So, um, Lionel Messi uh, will find out about that in the summer if uh, Lionel Messi will prefer to make a move away or just uh, decide to give in and stay. But if you ask me personally, I personally believe uh, Lionel Messi is actually prepared to leave that team mentally, emotionally, physically, and in every way possible. But uh, what do we know? Uh, we'll give it time I to think... find out. Uh, so uh, allow me to... I think, I think, yes. sorry, I think otherwise, though, I think it's going to be it's a very difficult decision for him. Very difficult one. Yeah, he could get emotional at the point and say he wants to leave, but realistically, it is a very tough decision for him. Because looking at his whole career, it has been there. And that is not something very small to do. He has played with a lot of legends and it's just how he has evolved over time. It has been them all through. I think even personally, they they are, they, are, they have like helped him back then. I don't know the whole story, but I think personally too, it's something really personal for him. So it would be very difficult if he would leave. I'm not too sure if I'm going, I'm seeing him leaving that place. I think I, I'm going to see him leaving. If he want, maybe he wants to retire, I'll go, just go back to Argentina maybe. But it will be very difficult. And just to add to it, like, um, I don't, the reason he wants to leave is not because of the money. So it's just because of it. yeah, probably trying, trying new thing and, you know, just trying a different challenge so i just think barcelona should respect their legend and just give him whatever he wants let him leave if he wants to leave he has tried for them already he has done enough for them they need to to prepare themselves for for days without mercy they need to start it now so relying on him staying next season before making transfers it won't help them at all. So they should just um, make their decision right now, stage ahead, plan ahead, so that they can have a, a very diff, a very a very good platform to make transfer transfer approaches for next summer. So I just think they should just allow him to leave. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's that's a really good advice for the Barcelona board. <laughs> Uh, that's if only you to listen to our podcast, <laughs> which I, I hope you <laughs> so uh <laughs> so uh let me let me just let me just close that episode by saying uh I think uh it will be very wonderful for the world of football to see because a lot of people have actually uh had arguments about if Messi can survive outside mm. Barcelona or Spain. So it would, it would easily so uh at our time that <laughs> we'll find out as our time is uh, finally uh, is rounding up uh, quickly let me just ask this final question uh, do you guys which which fixtures do you guys uh, in particular what, what can you repeat the question shockers this weekend does anybody have Navi let, let, let Navi go first Navi, what, uh, which fixture which fixture um, uh, I I really don't have an idea about um, whichever team will come up with, with a shocker. I just think it will be the same EPL surprise package, like the inconsistent inconsistency of some teams. I'm expecting um actually Fulham to get something against Leeds United. 
or against Leicester United, sorry, or Leeds United getting a win over Everton, which I don't think it's going to be a shocker. So those are just the two games I see. I see um, Fulham having a point at least against Leicester or Leeds winning Everton. Okay, okay. Let me let me just narrow it down. So we don't have to think too much. Uh, we actually have a giant future coming. A Chelsea does. So, uh, yeah. Akin, Chelsea or Tottenham? Chelsea or Tottenham? Ah, you don't want to put me on the spot like that, man. Ah. Come on, come on, come on. Big teams have been disappointing this season, but I think I'll 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 lean towards Tottenham again. And and there's a reason why. There's a reason why. I I think I watched I watched Chelsea against Wolves and against Burnley this weekend too, and they seem to like pass comfortably now. I don't know they are saying they are co- a wonderful coach, but I think currently the way they play, um, it would be easier to leave them with the ball and run a counter attack like Spurs usually do. But because they don't have the quality of Hurricane now, that looks kind of shake the ball. With the way Chelsea are playing, I think if Tottenham can convert yeah, any few chances they could get, I think it would be quite comfortable for them to like get it over Chelsea. But surprises for the weekend is that Southampton will eventually bounce back against against Manchester United. I think you should note that yes, they would eventually bounce back against Manchester United because they are playing at Manchester United is playing at home. So that is definitely a way to bounce back for Southampton because they've been on this losing streak recently, which is rather unusual. But they have a lot of injuries actually, so I think they, I see them bouncing back this weekend. Then, but I think it, the most straightforward fixture this weekend is going to be Man City Burnley. <laughs> that fixture is going to be very funny. Another five, yes. another five zero. <laughs> hey, exactly because. That Burnley team, they don't look to know what to do, but Man City knows how to beat them, so that would be quite straightforward too. All right, all right. Thank you very much for your attention. Uh, Horeb, we know what Horeb is going to do. You know, yeah, I think we're asking. Let's do it. We know. Mourinho has been quite foolish lately, So I don't know. There can be a surprise in that match. Wow. Tuchel is new to the league and Moreo will take that his usual pragmatic approach. I expect Tottenham to win, but then I would not be surprised if Chelsea should win, given the nonsense for Tottenham. Hmm. All right. I have not really gone through the fixture list, so I don't know what teams are playing against what teams. Just Tottenham, Chelsea. Okay, let me. Let Arsenal me Wolves. I think that's going to be a very tricky Arsenal game Wolves. for Arsenal. I, right. I think you lost the first leg at home. And then Wolves are in desperate need of something because they are in yes. really shitty form. And playing teams that are backed into the corner like that is usually tough. So it might be a draw. I'm seeing a draw. But I doubt if Wolves will lose that game at all. Okay. Uh I I doubt I doubt if it's going to be a draw. Being an Arsenal fan, I expect revenge. And um Aubameyang is back, but I'm not sure if he's going to be yeah. 
able to join them for that match. Tierney is still out. Uh, Saka was also on the. Yeah, I doubt. I doubt. I doubt you joined that match. So, I, I, I so doubted, bro. I so doubt a draw in that match, actually. Wolves are desperate, but their desperacy could work against them fast now. So, I think that go, that match goes either way. It's, I don't think it's be a stalemate. Oh, uh, I think um, okay, it's okay. going to uh, be how about you know, a win for us now. Uh, the, the same uh, way, the same way, the same way, Orev must have said last season that Aston we're not going to win at um, away against the Hope. I'm very sure he also got disappointed then. I'm just assuming he said it because I don't expect him to support Arsenal any day. Again, maybe probably against, except against Madrid or United. So I am expecting Arsenal to get a win. The worst is going to be a draw, but I don't see a draw there. I just believe they should either they should either lose or just win the match. But I expect them to win the match. So they have a very very they have a very decent score and. Um, Wolves have not been themselves lately. I mean, losing against Crystal Palace says it all. So I don't care whether whether they want to come back or they're angry or this or that. I just don't think they have the quality to beat this current. This 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 they current um, Arsenal squad. So and I think um Chelsea will have a win or at worst a draw against Spurs. I don't expect Tottenham or Mourinho to do his voodoo. <laughs> expected I don't expect us to win Chelsea. <laughs> I think Chelsea will have a win against Mario this time or in the EPL. So I'm going yeah. with Chelsea on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew it was expected that we actually. Very expected. All right. But. <laughs> All but right, guys, Wolves have the like the wonderful transfer this season. Getting William yes. Jose is a very good addition. So I think they're okay against Crystal Palace. So you guys should be careful of that boy. He's quite good. But let's well, let's hope. Let's let's just let's just hope he will. So yeah, we'll yeah. That's just that's just Premier what blank like. A lot that we, that we don't want to mention. You know, let's just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <You> get... <laughs> so uh, it's really amazing having you guys. And definitely, I would really love to have you guys again on this show. You guys have been amazing. You guys, have, you guys have been great, and I really, really love the the point you guys have made. They've been very direct and very, very. Thank precise. you very much for having me here. Let me let me thank you guys, Navi. Thank you for coming. Asking it's a pleasure you, anytime, man. It's a pleasure. And uh, Dami, yeah. we also appreciate your presence. Even if traffic here, very much. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, we hope so. We hope, hope so. Thank you very much. Man. All right, now. Thank you guys very much. Catch you guys next time on the Sports Zone Peace. podcast. Have a wonderful day.